Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Peak in the Pit podcast, an episodic podcast to share the peaks and the pits in the day-to-day lives of teachers, students, and staff as a tool for reflection, growth, and improvement. Good morning, or I guess it could be good afternoon or good evening, depending on when you're listening. But regardless of what time of day it is, I hope you're good and you're feeling good. And if you're not feeling good, I hope listening to this is able to let the light in a little bit so that maybe you will feel good. Uh, Before we jump into this week's episode, I wanted to reflect or recap or review, I don't really know, um, on last week a little bit. And last week you all got the chance to meet Marissa, and during that episode you may have heard another little voice in the background, and I wanted to take a second to clarify who that was. And my sister, Maria, who Marissa talked a lot about, was with us while we were recording, and I never formally mentioned her in the beginning, and she absolutely deserves recognition. So I want to take a minute to tell you about her. Um, Maria and Marissa are best friends, which is why I get the pleasure of having Marissa in my life as often as I do. And Maria is seven years younger than me, but teaches me so much every single day, especially how to be a well-intentioned person with integrity. And while I'm nowhere near close to being where I'd like to be with my intentions and my integrity, I'm thankful that Maria is there to keep me in check and model what I believe to be as an exemplary human being. She's incredible with kids um, and shows me how to have both patience and grace in extremely difficult moments. This week, my next guest and I talk a lot about Maria. This beautiful lady that I had the pleasure of chatting with is another chance to dance mentee. Sensing a pattern, Um, but she helps to lead nearly every class that we offer and has been with us since day one of the program back in 2013. She's also a rock star athlete, student, and one of the most um, well known students around our district, I would say. Everyone wants to know her or be around her or talk to her. Um, And from the moment I met her, I knew that she was special in so many different ways. Selfishly, she reminded me of a combination of my sister because of her emotional energy and her ability to love really hard, and she reminded me of myself in her work ethic and need to please and perfect, which of course I gravitated toward immediately. In this episode, Devin and I talk a lot about healthy striving and perfectionism and how that manifests in our day-to-day lives. We don't explicitly define healthy striving um, during our conversation, but I thought it would be valuable to talk about here. Healthy striving is something that is self-focused and makes you aware that you and only you are in charge of what happens to the situation around you. Essentially, you lead with the question of how can I improve in certain situations or what can I change? So this is healthy striving. But perfectionism 
on the other hand, is in nature other-focused, meaning that instead of looking inward, you're looking outward at what others will think. This trap of perfectionism is an easy one to fall into in elementary school and middle school and even as an adult because so much of how we identify ourselves during this time is engulfed in the way that others perceive us and it's our innate need as human beings to fit in or to belong as we talked about in last week's episode. Devin and I chatted over lunch together talking about this heavy topic and as a warning You'll hear us both chewing from time to time. Uh, But Devin speaks candidly both of healthy striving and perfectionism and how they can coexist, especially in the mind of a middle schooler. I loved her ability to speak bravely despite the hard topic and hard questioning that I was throwing at her, on top of the fact that she also has, as she so beautifully calls, bumpy speech. Her bravery in sharing the struggles she has with her speech impediment will give the opportunity to her peers to share the challenges that they're facing, and hopefully to those of you that are listening. If you make it to the end of the episode, I've included Deb's fifth grade farewell speech that we talk about in this episode for you to all enjoy. It's her first big debut speaking in front of a live audience. I hope that as you're listening to this you'll be able to reflect on your own bouts with perfectionism and healthy striving and move away from being other-focused to self-focused. So eat your lunch, enjoy yourself, but tell us who you are. I'm Devin. Uh Uh-huh. And how old are you? How how old are you? Yeah, we'll start there. I'm 11. And you're a student? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where do you go to school? Heritage Middle School. Okay. And how do I know you? Or how do you know me? Um, I know her. I know Miss Drew because um, she's my dance te- teacher. And how long have we known each other for? I don't know. Like seven years, six years. Isn't that crazy yeah. to think about? Yeah. So how old were you when you started? You were in second grade, right? No, first. First grade? Yeah. First. No, second. second. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It is first grade. So you were six? Yeah. And how old are you now, did you just say? Eleven. Wild. Yeah. I can't believe that. Okay. So I know you from Chance to Dance. Mm-hmm. And I want to say pretty early on, I just, like, gravitated towards you, I think. Yeah. Don't you think? Like, yeah. pretty early on, I was like, oh, who's this little, who's this little cutie pie in the front of the class? Yeah. And then... I saw a lot of things about you that reminded me of myself, which I think I loved. And I saw a lot of things about you that reminded me of Maria, yeah. which is my sister, yeah. which I loved yeah. as well. So I think that's why you and I just like got so close. Yeah. So for our listeners who don't know, Devin is a mentee at Chance to Dance, yes. so she didn't say that either. She helps teach at almost every single class, I think. We have six classes, and I think she's an assistant in five of them. Yeah. Because you have to take one of them. (laughs) Um, And on top of that, she was in every single dance in the recital, which was 12, 13 dances. So pretty incredible. But what was your... Did you dance before Chance to Dance? 
Well, at home, yeah. But never, you never took class? Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if you're going to even remember this, but what made you sign up? Uh, or, like, did mom just say you have to come to it? Um, my mom was like, you know how, how to dance at home already. Why don't you try out to learn a new dance routine? Mm-hmm. And then you and Maya came together, right? Yeah. And how did you feel in class? Do you remember what it was like um, back then? Yeah, I was, like, excited, ner- nervous at the same time. Nervous, why? Because um, I didn't want to mess up in front of pe- people. Mm, okay. Yeah. So do you still feel that way now, six years later? Do you still feel nervous that you don't want to mess up in front of people? Yes. Okay. Are you a perfectionist? Yes. You are? Yeah. Where do you think, like in your life, because you're involved in so many things, Yeah. are you a perfectionist in every part of your life? No. Where are you a most perfectionist? Dance. Really? Do you think, do you think that people are going to get mad at you if you mess up, or is it your own, like, thing that it makes you mad when you screw up? Okay, so you know that I'm not going to get mad at you, right? Because what do we talk about in dance? Um, be, be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you think it's gotten better or worse as you've gotten older? Do you think you've become more of a perfectionist as you've gotten older or less of a perfectionist as you've gotten older? Mm, More. Really? Yeah, I think so. Does it ever make things hard for you? Sometimes. There were times in dance where... Maria would see that because yeah. she's the same way, right? Yeah. So what would she talk to you about or what would she do with you? Um, she took me outside and talked about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And what would she tell you? Um, great at dance. What does it feel like when you do well? How do you feel when you do well? Good. Okay. And how do you feel when you mess up? Um... Like frustrated, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what can you do to help yourself believe in yourself more? Or do you do anything to help yourself believe in yourself? Um, I just don't think think about, about it. I just go on, yeah. Because it's hard to think about it, or what? Um, because I don't want to get myself stressed out more. I see. So it's easier for you to pretend like it's not a thing yeah. than to deal with it. Yeah. And that's why I feel like you're like me. Yeah. Because anytime something is hard or anytime I get stressed out or if I get upset, I just like pretend that it's not bothering me. Yeah. Because it's easier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whereas Maria has to talk about it. Yeah. And... I think that's been helpful. I don't know. You could tell me if it has been helpful for you to have her, or does it annoy you that she, like, makes you talk about things? No, it's you, good. You like that she makes you talk about yeah. it? Because why? Because it gets off my chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's really good about being able to have conversations with people. She makes me do that all yeah. the time. yeah. And it upsets me. Yeah, it does. And stresses me out. Yeah. But then I feel better afterwards. Do you feel the same way? Yeah. So 
Do you think it's your own self-doubt why yeah. you have to be a perfectionist? Yeah. When you come to dance or when you go to school, but I guess we'll talk about dance. When you come to dance, does it make you feel better? Does it make you feel worse? Does it stress you out? Um, what is it? What it does it do for you? It makes me feel good and not stressed out. It makes you feel good and not stressed out. Mm -hmm. Except when... I mess up. And then you... Yeah. Hmm. Are you like that in basketball? Yeah. Are you like that at school? Yeah. So, do you think it would be helpful for you to tell yourself that, like, mess-ups are okay? Yes. And part of the process? Yeah. Right? Like... Mm -hmm. And... Not for anything, but if you mess up one time out of the 4,000 times that we do a dance, that's that's a pretty good track record, right? Yeah. I just think that you are a really good leader, and I notice it about you a lot that you do get down on yourself, and that's how I was too. Yeah. So I want. I just want to know, like, ways that you, if you have ways that help you get through it, or not really. Not really. Real. So, what are ways that you think that you could work through that? Not talking with anyone, but like talking to yourself. Um. What do we say at the beginning of class? I'm empowered. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm strong. Yeah, I'm talented, I'm smart, yeah. Uh-huh. So do you believe those things? Yeah. But sometimes the negative outweighs the positive yeah. things, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. stressful. Yeah. Are your friends like that at all? Nope. They don't get stressed like that? Nope. Do they see you get stressed? Yep. And what do they say? Or do? Um, they say, oh, it does, does have to be per perfect, but to me, it actually does. Because why? Sometimes I think um, when, when I mess up, like people are gonna, gonna talk about me and do all that stuff. Because I could see like, for me, for as an example, somebody, when I was in sixth grade, I will never forget this, someone messaged me and said, oh, you're a dancer? Don't dancers have to stand on their toes? You're too fat to be a dancer. And, like, then I didn't want to dance because, like, they were he was talking about me and he made me feel really bad about myself. Mm -hmm. So, like, that made me not want to dance. So I'm wondering if you have stories like that that you experienced, and that's why you're like, oh, I'm scared people are going to make fun of me. But you don't have anything like that? Well, I told you this before in third grade. Mm-hmm. That problem, yeah, that was it. With the? With the girl mocking me about my stutter, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what... What do you have? What do you call that? Um, I don't know, like a, like a speech impediment. Okay, and it, what is it? 
Or you don't have to answer if you don't want it's to. It's like when it gets stuck on words or I just stutter when mm-hmm. I talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and how has that impacted you in school? Um, impacted me because everyone's different in a different way I speak. Mm-hmm. So when you were younger, yeah. was it different than it is now? Yeah. The way that you talk? Yeah. Or is it pretty much the same? It's different. Why or how? Um, because I you used to study like every time I talk, but now it's like not real, real, really. Hmm. Why do you think that is? Um, because um, I've been wor- wor- working on it and, and dance. You work on it at school yeah. a ton. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and like when I dance, it like it, I can get into a ri- rhythm, so it hel- helps me. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and you've worked on it a ton in school. Yeah. And what did you do last year that was like extremely cool? Considering that you have this thing, right? What what did you do last year at the end of the school year? Oh, that I, made me cry. I made a mem- mem- memoir about my speech. Uh, yeah, but what did you do with that memoir? I sat in front of a big crowd. Yeah, you gave an. Uh, how long was it? Five minutes, maybe. Yeah. A five-minute speech. Yeah. In front of a humongous crowd. Yeah. So think about that for a second. That maybe in kindergarten you said you stuttered every other word or every time you spoke. To now, fast forward, only five years. Yeah. You're giving a speech in front of a whole gym of people. Yeah. Including your peers, which is really, really hard for Mm -hmm. anyone to do. Yeah. And you did it beautifully. Mm -hmm. So this thing that is a challenge for you, this thing that makes speaking kind of tricky Mm -hmm. sometimes, you have been able to push yourself through Mm -hmm. and persevere through and work through and now you're at a point where you're giving speeches in front of a class. Yeah. So that is an example where your perfectionism is a positive thing. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Because you are like, I'm going to work and work and work until I get to this point in my life. Right? Mm -hmm. That's where it's a positive, beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Do you think because of that, it's like trickled down into other areas and that's why you get so stressed out about other things? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know the answer, but I'm just curious. Maybe that's something to think about. In third grade, was that the only time that something like that happened? Um, yeah. But you still remember it? Yeah. And how did you feel when that happened? Ter- terrible about my myself. Mm-hmm. And what did this person do? They, like, mocked me with, with a stutter, and they didn't even, like, they didn't even care about, about it. Mm-hmm. No. Like, yeah. Why do you think that person did that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It just ha- 
happened. I would have no, no, no aware. Were you friends with this person or no? Not really. So just like a classmate, not yeah. someone you would consider a friend. Yeah. So it was out of nowhere. You were talking and then this person just mocked what you said? Yeah. Okay. And immediately you felt what? I felt very like not ha ha happy with you. Know, not ha happy, like sad. Um yeah. And how did that affect your learning that day or that year? How did that change you as a person? Mm, because I have it changed me because then I knew like I'm not only different but I have a different type of something that anybody has and not a lot of some people have it but not a lot of people have it have it. So was it the first time then that you realized that you had something different than other people? Was that like the first time that you like really realized it, yeah. thought about it? Yeah. So did you tell the teacher? Like mm -hmm. did you, how did it unwant, like unfold? Um, I was crying at, and then my te teacher was like, what's wrong? And they told, told, told her and then. Yeah. Was it in class? Yeah. So what did the teacher do then? Um, she like pulled um the girl o over to the side and talked talked to her. And, yeah. And did she apologize? Was it any better after that? Mm. <coughs> yeah, kind of. Not, not really. really. Yeah. It's such a shame because. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Have you ever mocked or made fun of a person that you can think of off the top of your head? I don't think so, no. Do you think it's because you had an experience like that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I also know that and you volunteer at Buddy League. Yeah. And you're very involved in communities mm. where there are people who are different than you, than me, than each other, even. Yeah. How come you can do that so easily? Because I think that's probably pretty hard for people your age, and I think that you do it very easily with Marissa, with Sammy, with everyone at Buddy League. You're very similar to Maria in that way. So why can you do that so easily? Um, I don't know because um, I feel 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 like they have like they know they're di different and like. They don't want to show 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 it so and I feel feel that same way so I want to help them so you can relate in yeah. that way that's really beautiful is that something you see your friends doing do they make space for others to feel comfortable the way that they are not your friends but let's just say people at school do you think that students here do a good job of making space for yeah. people to feel comfortable being who they are? Yeah. Or not really? Yeah, they do. They do? That's good. That's really good. Because I think our world doesn't do a good job of that. Like yeah. adults in our world are not doing a good job of that necessarily yeah. now. Yeah. So that's interesting. I'm glad to hear that. Um, okay. Well... I just think that you have a, a powerful story to share and I think 
because you have this thing that makes you different. It gives you a lot of unique qualities like being a perfectionist and wanting to control your ability to do things really well. Mm-hmm. And it works in your favor sometimes and it works against you sometimes. And I think that's a really powerful thing to share with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that you were willing to chat with me and talk with me about it. Even though I know it's hard yeah. to talk about. Yeah. But I think it's worth sharing. And I think it's important that adults hear messages from kids. Yeah. Because I think sometimes you're a little more wise than we are. So, thanks. Mm-hmm. And now the moment you've all anxiously awaited, Devin's fifth grade farewell speech. Come on, Dad, put on the TV. My, my name is Devin. People think everyone talks the same, but we really don't. Ring, ring, hello, can Devin come to my office? Miss Jess- Jessica walked me down the hall to the speech office. I saw a tall, tall lady in, with curly black hair. My mind was going crazy and my heart was beating very fast. I was scared that I was in trouble, but it turned out that she was nice. Then she said, hi, my name is Miss Oliva. I am your speech teacher. I was now calm because my mom said today I was going to meet to meet a new person. She knew all my speech problems, so she could help me a lot. Every time I met with her, I improved. Let's first start out with essence. That is what I worked on for the rest of our session. Well, thank you for working with me. I will walk you back to your class and tell your teacher how you did, Miss Alima said. Well, I was thankful that it happened. See you next time for speech. Okay, I said. We met each week and then I was getting good at saying my letters. Then we moved on to my stuttering, or as I call it, my bummy speech. We, we worked together for three whole years. It wasn't always easy, but we got through it. After Ms. Oliva left, I started to work with Ms. Berman. She helped me a lot, too. Fast forward, I'm in third grade, ha ha ha. In third grade, I was bullied about my, my stuttering. One of my classmates made with my stutter. It made me feel bad about myself. Miss Burmes and I made a slideshow to show to my class to explain more about my speech impediment. After I presented it, I still got bullied. I was getting laughed at when, when, when I passed a certain amount, certain group of kids. It was a very, it was a very rough year for me because it made me feel subconscious but I got through it. Then I made some more friends. After they heard about my stutter, they didn't judge me. We are still friends now. They gave, that gave me a boost that made me feel good. Now I know how it feels to get bullied and it makes me not want to do it that, that to do that to anyone else. Come on in. Miss G said, big cameras and people were all around. These are the Windy City Live live workers. And they are here to film you today. Devin, make sure you're smiling for them. Useful answers. 
My dance team is called Chance Dance. My teachers are Miss G number one and Miss, Miss G number two. They, they are sisters. They taught me how to move my body to express myself. It is the best thing in the world. I can have fun with my team and express myself. There were some times that expressing myself was hard for me. When I dance, it makes me feel good. It also helps me in life too. It helped me working on my bumpy speech. Stuttering is a speech impediment that makes talking out loud a little, a little, talking out loud a little more challenging. It's challenging because it chops up the words that you want to say. Sometimes it makes it hard for me to remember what I want to say. Dance helps me with it, and now I don't really stutter. I've, I've learned to use the rhythm to pace my words as I speak them. Dance makes me feel empowered. I like to dance because it lets me flow. Thank you to my family, my teachers, my dance team, and my friends. You all helped me be more confident.